we're going to get male bodies out of female sports, out of female spaces, out of changing rooms, return bio biological reality. Boys, naked boys should not be in rooms with naked girls. It's kind of simple. Welcome to Coffee, Culture, and the Capital with Sophia and Greg. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, this week, what we're kind of doing here at California Family Council is as we wrap up this year, a lot of people see often some of the hard things we see at the Capitol, some of the losses with some of this bad legislation passing. But this year we had so many good wins um, statewide and just across the, the local level. We were just seeing wins and we want to emphasize and highlight those as well as kind of tell you all how those came to be. So on a, with us today, as always, is Greg Burt, the Vice President of California Family Council, as well as we have Erin Friday with us. She is the co-lead of the Western Region of Our Duty. She is also doing all she can day in and day out to protect parents' rights and protect children here in the state of California. So we're so grateful to um, be able to do a lot of work aside you, Erin. Um, thanks. Thanks for having us. Yes. Yeah. So there was a bill this year that anyone that's followed along California Family Council, followed along with what you're doing, Erin, um, just kind of kept up to date what's happened with parents' rights is aware of, AB 1314. AB 1314 was a simple bill that was just supposed to protect parents' rights by notifying parents if a child was going to start using a restroom, playing on sports team, identifying as a different gender, using a different name in their public schools. That bill, as you guys can all remember, kind of got killed pretty early on. It never even officially got a hearing. But it led to this statewide, almost like revolution of protecting parents' rights at the local level across school boards. A lot of people don't know, though, how AB 1314 came to be. Who came up with it? What's all going on? So, Aaron, you and Greg had some great experiences of getting that bill to Assemblymember Asaley's office, but I just want to start off with how that bill even came to be. Um, who wrote all those official, the start off of all those legislations? And so, Aaron, if you kind of want to just dive in to that. Yeah, so let's go back in history a little bit. Um, I don't remember actually how I met Greg, but uh, he... Uh, introduced me to the legislature process and had me testify in a bill maybe two or three years ago. And I realized um, with his tutelage that anyone can write a bill. Um, <laughs> anyone can try to sell a bill. And so um, me being the type A that I am and feeling frustrated that we're always playing defense in California instead of offense, I decided to um, write I think I wrote six, six to eight bills, um, which is a ridiculous yeah. amount of bills. Um, Greg schooled me on that too. Uh, but I wrote uh, six, about six to eight, and then we whittled it down to the ones that we thought would be able to be picked up by um, one of the lawmakers. Uh, we tried Democratic lawmakers, um, got no. Uh, response whatsoever. And then um, 
Greg and I walked the halls. Uh, it was, I don't know, around four o'clock. Um, I certainly was giving up at this point. And uh, Greg was in contact with a woman named Jennifer who got us into Bill Asaley's office. So maybe Greg, you want to tell how, how that went around, um, how Jennifer helped us get an audience with, you know, he was a freshman uh, assembly member, um, pretty much an unknown commodity. Um, and he uh, actually met with us in person, sitting on his couch in his office. And uh, we went through the bills in rapid succession. And he sat there and said, I'll take that one. I'll take the school notification bill. That's right. It brought you to tears. Remember that? <laughs> yes, it, it did because obviously it was it. This is a, a personal issue with me because uh, my daughter had her name changed and pronouns changed at her public school behind my back. Um, they were socially transitioning her when I discovered that and uh, confronted the school. The school essentially sent child protective services to my home, um, and so. I had a very vested interest in getting this um, bill at least authored, which we did. Uh, bill Asaley authored the bill. Um, kudos to him. It actually catapulted him into the spotlight as uh, really the sole lawmaker in Sacramento who is bold enough to protect parental rights. And he's getting lauded for it. And I hope other lawmakers are paying attention to the fact that uh, Mr. Asaley is making quite a name for himself, uh, both from Republicans and Democrats, of which I am a member. Right. And I remember, you know, how discouraging it was going to even the Republicans and everybody said their bill package was full and they weren't quite interested in this. And I, you know, I, I knew this was going to be difficult because what we were really doing is we were it, and I I've been up at the legislature, you know, for the last 10 years. I've worked for legislators, um, and I have seen that no one, even, even though the Republicans uh, might vote against uh, some of these bills that are promoting transgenderism, uh, they never introduce any bill to push back in even the littlest bit. And this bill was simply a notification bill. It wasn't saying what kids could do or their parents could do, right? It was just simply, hey, parents and children should uh, be communicating on these things and schools shouldn't be doing things behind parents' backs. You know, it, but even that, uh, I knew it was going to be, well, we knew it was going to be um, controversial, to say the least. And, and it was. <laughs> I mean, we, as soon as the bill it was introduced, it was portrayed as a anti-trans bill, like a hateful bill to harm kids. Um, and, but to, uh, Bill Asaley's credit, even though the, uh, education committee, wasn't education committee? Um, it was. yeah, they refused to even have a hearing and they put out a press release explaining why, you know, that this, this would actually give, uh, voice, uh, allow folks who are very much against transgender kids to speak at the hearing. They didn't want that even to happen, right? They didn't even want to discuss this whole topic. And and they thought this issue was going to be over. But um, 
but but to uh, Bill Asaley's credit, um, he still wanted to keep going. And, you know, maybe you can explain a little bit what happened after that. Uh, sure. Um, well, Bill didn't want to give up. Uh, I certainly didn't want to give up. And I don't know who came up with the brilliant idea of getting school boards uh, to pass the uh, bill as a school board policy. I think it probably was Bill. Um, Greg, I don't want to steal your thunder if it was you. Um, but that's where we turned our attention because we knew that this bill um, had legs, that parents wanted to be involved with their children when their children are suffering from gender dysphoria. We have right. to go back to what, you know, a quote unquote transgender kid is. It's a child who is suffering from acute distress with their natural body and to cut the parents out um, is foolhardy and Bill recognized that. So we were really lucky to find Sonia Shaw at Chino Valley who was willing to take up the mantle and be the first to take this bill and turn it into a school board policy um, under you know, Greg's sagacious advice. Again, we created a, uh, a coalition of like-minded people who worked tirelessly um, for free without you know, hours. We had, I mean, I don't get paid. We had other attorneys on there donating their time to write a parental notification policy that we thought would pass um, judicial scrutiny. And then Chino Valley took it up and were the first to pass it. And that created a cascade of other school boards passing the same policy or similar policies. And to this day, more school boards are considering passing this policy um, or some version of the policy uh, to go on the offensive, to do what parents want, which is to involve them in their children. Right. And we, it's unofficial group, well, not unofficial. It was just a, a loose grouping of parental rights groups. We formed something called the uh, Coalition for Parental Rights. We have a website you can find. Um, all the groups that we have worked with in the past, uh, Real Impact and uh, California Policy Center, um, uh, Karen England at Capital Resource Institute, uh, a whole variety of, of various groups who all believe the same way um, regarding parental rights, all pulled together, all uh, working together, uh, put on a press conference um, uh, announcing the bill. Actually, Bill Asaley went down to his own district and uh, announced, I think, well, when he first announced the bill, he he announced it in front of a um, a school board um, uh, that uh, had just fired a teacher for refusing to lie to parents about kids' gender identity, um, and uh, she had fought a lawsuit. And he did a, a a great big press conference. So he was he was um, he was bold. <laughs> we were. It was so great because sadly, you know, on these particular issues, really does scare a lot of uh, Republicans off. Um, they don't want to have to deal with all the hate uh, that's directed towards you for this. But um, the, the polls are in our, our, our favor. Uh, if, you, if you look at polls, uh, parents favor uh, parent notification by a, you know, a wide margin. And so there's no reason that uh, politicians should be scared of this issue. Absolutely. And something that I just think is 
just based on what the two of you have been saying is really um, amazing to see come together is all of the effort that went into getting this actually passed in school boards and protecting children there and parents' rights. But it simply started off with Aaron, you go, hey, anyone could kind of put together a bill and go talk to legislators. And, you know, and I remember being in um, our Capitol office up in Sacramento and Greg would get together like his whole backpack, his computer and his like thing of the bills you put together. And he'd say, all right, Aaron and I are going to go talk to legislators. And he'd come back and be like, well, yeah, they use the same story of, oh, our list is already full, things like that. And then I just remember the day Greg came back and goes, Bill Asaley took our bill. He took Aaron's bill. And how exciting that was to see play out. And at that moment, I don't think anyone could have expected how that was going to all play out. Like you both said, Assemblymember Asaley was bold from the start, um, took this head on, made this uh, prime issue of his, which it is. And also when you looked at the bill, it's basically a common sense bill. Hey, parents should know about what's going on in their kids' lives at school. That's pretty common sense. Um but then when the um, legislators up there at the Capitol, when they killed it and didn't allow it to be heard in the education committee, how both of you didn't give up. And like Greg, you mentioned partnered with groups. You mentioned Real Impact, Capital Resource Institute, California Policy Center, but also quite a few different attorneys across the state of California. So Aaron, you were on all those calls, helped leading the way. Um, Dean Broyles, all these different attorneys across the state as well, hopped on those calls and came together. And freedom as well. Freedom. Yeah, and just came together. And something that um, I really enjoyed about just being on those calls and watching everyone work together was, you know, there's people of different political backgrounds, people of different religious backgrounds, all these different things on the call coming together to fight for the same issue, um, to protect children. But again, got killed up at the legislature, took it to the school boards. Aaron, can you talk a little bit on the success we've seen across some school districts um, in California? Sure. And let me just uh, correct you ever so slightly. So the mm -hmm. bill is still alive. So it's not dead. Because it, it's, it's a two-year. Two it's a two-year bill. So we're going to keep pushing to get the bill um, to have a hearing. And of course, um, the, the bill won't even be required if we get our ballot initiative, mm -hmm. uh, if we collect the signatures and we get our ballot initiative on the ballot, because that's one aspect of um, the protectkidsca.com ballot initiative is to uh, require schools to notify parents when their uh, student is suffering with gender dysphoria. Um, but but moving on, the school boards, there were a lot of school boards who were waiting in the wings to uh, get out, the, there was, there's a policy that the California School Board Association drafted that is both illegal and, um, you know, an affront to parents. There's a school board policy that says in black and white that schools are to deceive parents about their children. This has never happened in the United States where a school is being told lie to parents, create a wedge between students and parents, and really um, promote a medical intervention. Because social, social transition is a medical intervention. Uh, it is not without um, effect. So this is new. And most school boards have this policy on uh, already enacted. 
And so that's what we were going to, you know, attack. So we have, I think, seven schools that have passed, maybe now nine, um, some parental notification policy. We have five sitting waiting to do it. You know, Rob Bonta is trying to um, stop us and put a speed bump in, in our way by filing a lawsuit against Chino Valley. That's not going to stop us. Um, and it's not going to stop the school boards where there's a will, there's a way. California legislators are underestimating the power of parents and their love for their children. They, pure and simple, are underestimating what we will do to safeguard our children. Um, yeah, so I'm actually going up next week to meet with school board members, uh, two different school board members, um, to talk about a revised version of the parental notification policy that would avoid uh, the lawsuit that Rob Bonta filed against Chino Valley. Um, and so we're still going to keep marching forward because parents want this. And you can see that as parents line up to testify uh, for the parental notification policies. Absolutely. And you touch on Rob Bonta suing Chino Valley. And I think that um, people that aren't fully aware of how necessarily the capital works, how all of this goes down, they see that, they hear that in the news, and they think, wow, what um, Aaron Friday's doing, what CUC, what this whole coalition of parents' rights group has been doing must be illegal. They're going to get sued and lose. So can you kind of touch on why this parent notification policy is legal and explain that maybe to the people that just need the common sense, easy to understand explanation, I guess. Well, let's talk about the lawsuits that are winning in our favor. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, Jessica Conan. She, her daughter was socially transitioned behind her back um, at Spreckles School District. And uh, I think her daughter was 11 um, and two teachers very activist teachers uh, pushed the transgender ideology on her young daughter. She filed a suit. She received a settlement of $100,000, which doesn't seem like a large amount of money. But when you add all the attorney's fees and costs, um, it's it costs that school district close to a million dollars uh, to defend that action. We have a case that Greg talked about, um, Jessica Tapia. Uh, she is a school teacher who was terminated. Uh, because she refused to deceive parents. Uh, right now, there was a motion on that case, and the judge ruled very favorably towards Jessica Tapia. So her lawsuit will continue, and she filed a lawsuit against the superintendent and assistant superintendent in both their official capacity and their personal capacity. She could potentially get punitive damages also. So we're talking millions of dollars again from one teacher. There are 300, over 300,000 teachers uh, in California. Each one of them, if they don't want to lie to parents, have the ability to sue their school. Every parent, 8.9 million parents or students are, are in our school districts. They can sue if their children are being socially transitioned. So really, Rob Bonta and schools should be more fearful of the parents filing lawsuits and the and the uh, teachers filing lawsuits. 
We've got a great ruling in the Escondido case. Two teachers there filed a lawsuit uh, because of their religious belief and their uh, not their unwillingness again to lie to parents. We've got a an amazing ruling um, in that case, and we're going to continue to see these wins. So Rob Bonta's case, it. Uh, it only took away two aspects of the parental notification and it left one. And that's really important. That, that carve out um, requires the school to still notify parents if their child is asking to change their official or unofficial records at school. So that's actually a win for us. Now, Rob Bonta has spun it a different way as he always will, but we're actually winning. Parents are actually winning and we will continue to win. Courage begets courage. Uh, I get emails on a consistent basis from parents saying, I wanna sue my school also. Let's do it. I mean, this is what's gonna happen. Money talks um, and these schools, no, it's unfortunate because these schools are going to be decimated financially by these lawsuits. So they need to come back and put parents' rights back into play. The United States Supreme Court has ruled on parental rights for over, a, I believe, a hundred years now. Parental rights are superior to a child's rights, period. There is no discrimination by telling a parent that their child is suffering. There is no outing. Using that terminology absolutely kills me. When a child is going about school and telling everyone at school they have a new name and a new pronoun and they wanna be treated as a different gender than their sex bodies, they're telling everyone. The only one who's kept in the dark is the parent. That is an absurdity. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think this is an issue we're going to continue to see in 2024 um, as we enter the next legislative session, and we'll be there fighting for parents' rights all along the way. Um, Greg, something I just wanted to ask you is, you know, you've spent years working in the Capitol, and now you've spent some quite some years working with California Family Council. Have you ever seen um, something like this play out where – um, it kind of got shut down at the Capitol and got taken to the local, or is this kind of your first experience seeing this based off of being in and out of the Capitol? Yeah, this I think of all the, the things that we've been doing in, in um, at the legislature, this is w one of the biggest successes we've had where you can actually point to a, a policies that we propose that are actually now passing. Now, they didn't pass up the legislature, but we have started a huge debate, right? It's, it's it, not enough just a debate here in California, but now the rest of the country is talking about it. We've been reported on by all the national media. We even got a call from The Economist, uh, which is a, you know, a pretty influential paper out of uh, uh, England, uh, the United Kingdom. And they're interested in what's happening in California with what we but we just happened to start here, right? Um, and so that's kind of exciting to, to think that the the things that we're fighting for, even though we feel like we're over, it's overwhelming against us because you know 
we have very powerful people speaking out against us, calling us terrible names. At the same time, uh, we're having huge influence, right? We're making people think, we're making people debate these things when, when previously they were never called out on these things, right? Um, so I hope this puts them back on their heels, that they think twice, that they start reading the polls, because um, the polls are not in their favor. Uh, yet the legislature, you know, it seems that the LGBT caucus, it's like they have so much power because nobody wants to push back against them. But they've they've gone way too far. People need to speak up. Children are being hurt and harmed. And so uh, we, we need to not shrink away. And so I've been so grateful to work with a, a person like Erin. Um, she's not the first mom that I've helped at the state capitol. And, um, but she's the typical mom, uh, the one that, uh, you know, doesn't take no for an answer, um, keeps coming. Uh, <laughs> you, you, so much you have to explain to her, you know, we can't always get exactly what we want at the legislature. You have to go slow because Erin is, uh, she doesn't like go slow. She, she sees what's right and we all see what's right. And uh, we want the right thing to be done immediately right and you get so frustrated that the legislators you know even a little change they get all uncomfortable with you know so and that's why i'm excited you know that aaron you know is going for these uh big wins with this initiative project that she's got involved in and you know she, i mean she's going she's swinging for the bleachers <laughs> you know <laughs> Hey, I mean, probably farther than I would say is even possible. But, you know, um, if we keep saying that, then nothing's impossible, then nobody tries anything, right? So, so Aaron, why don't you talk a little bit about these initiatives? Yeah, well, um, thanks, Greg. I mean, look, I'm naive, and maybe that's that's my superpower because I, I don't know what's not possible. And so I do I do swing for the bleachers. And we have put California on the map as far as uh, fighting gender ideology. You know, talking to people across the country, no one what really wanted to dip their toe into California. We were the forgotten ugly stepsister um, because people didn't think it was possible. Well, you know, we proved them wrong. Um, we proved them wrong and, and we are being looked at as actually a leader in ending uh, gender ideology for the first time. And so it's quite exciting. Um, this ballot initiative is, just so amazing because it's a national issue. Um, it is going to make national waves. We saw that with the parental notification policy. Every time we had a press release, Gavin Newsom um, had one or Tony Thurman, the superintendent of schools had one. So we know we have them on the run. Ron DeSantis in his debate with Gavin Newsom brought up uh, what is happening at our schools in California. We are now, you know, in a place to be reckoned with. The California, uh, or the protectkidsca.com is where one goes to look at our ballot initiative. You can easily download the petition and sign it, send it in. It costs less than a dollar for you to protect kids. And it is so powerful because it's going to do three amazing things. First, it's going to um, require schools to involve parents when a child is uh, struggling with gender identity issues. Uh, second, it is going to get male bodies. And I know, Sophia, this is a, a very uh, personal um, 
fight with you, but we're going to get male bodies out of female sports, out of female spaces, out of changing rooms, return bio biological reality. Boys, naked boys should not be in rooms with naked girls. It's kind of simple. And then the third aspect is it's going to prohibit any child, anyone under the age of 18 from going on puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, um, or getting irreversible uh, sex change surgery. So it is, again, a big enchilada. I know, Greg, it's a lot. <laughs> um, but, you know, go big or go home. Um, we have the polling for all of this. 75% of Californians are against medicalizing minors. That's a huge percentage. That's Democrats, independents, libertarians, Republicans are against this. So we can win if we get this on the ballot. How do we do that? We need everybody collecting signatures, signing, sending them in. It's totally doable. And, you know, listen, I, I'm so tired of hearing people complain and talk about what should happen in California or, you know, even watching the lawmakers give me thumbs up when I testify. Those don't count. Action counts. Action means going to protectkidsca.com, downloading the petition, signing it with your, with your spouse, with your family members. Look, I brought it to a Christmas party. I was the hit of the party. <laughs> uh, everybody, everybody signed it. And, you know, shockingly, 100% of them were Democrats that signed on to protect kids. So we can do it and we will do it despite what our administration wants us to do. Go ahead, Rob Bonta, keep fighting on this. Uh, Gavin Newsom, I actually relish it um, because it's going to show their true colors that they are against parental rights. They think it's okay for young girls to remove their healthy breasts and they think it's okay uh, to sterilize children. Let's show the world what they are and what they stand for. Amazing. And we have seen already so many people on social media sharing about the initiatives. But like you said, what really matters is getting those signatures. We need to get those signatures for the initiatives to act or the initiative to actually get on to the ballot. And I saw something on social media the other day and someone made a really good point. You know, it's important to show up to the rallies. It's important to show up to the press conferences. It's important to do your trip to the Capitol. But it's so easy and it's free of money. Print off at home some of those sheets to get signed and take a day and walk around your neighborhood. Take it to your Christmas party. Take it to your New Year's party. Do all that because that is going to make the change. That's how we're going to get it on the ballot. And Aaron, you touched on this earlier. If this initiative gets on the ballot based off of the polling, it should pass. People should vote yes on it. It'll get into law. Then we won't need the AB 1314. Then we won't need to go school board to school board. So take instead of being like, oh, if we don't get this initiative, we're going to now have to spend the next three years going school board to school board. Pour in that time now. Use that time now. Get those signatures. And then, Aaron, can you repeat the website again so people know where to go to download that? Yes, it's protectkidsca.com. There's very easy to understand instructions. There's even a video on how to do it. If you're at all confused, you can send an email to info at protectkidsca.com. We'll answer your questions. We do trainings. Um, everyone who's listening, 
you know, dedicate yourself to collecting a thousand signatures over the next five and a half months. It's really not that hard to do. Um, and it's really satisfying that you know that you are doing something to return California to be, you know, the golden state that it used to be. Absolutely. And so print out those documents, get those signatures. And before we wrap up here, Aaron or Greg, any closing last things you want to add in? Take no, it away, I, Greg. I think I've already said it. Uh, love to always work with Aaron. Um, she's an inspiration. She works really hard. She doesn't get paid. I get paid. So, um, <laughs> Uh, but, but she, uh, with, you know, think of all the stuff that she has done over the last uh, year. Um, all that this movement wouldn't have happened without her. So just appreciate working with her and, uh, and in other folks who are out there thinking they can't do anything. Hey, if you're interested in a piece of legislation and that you want to promote at the legislature, um, call us, we'd love to help you out, show you the ropes. Um, that's what we do up here. Yeah, Cal, I, I wouldn't have done any of this with, if it weren't for uh, California Family Council. I wouldn't even know where to begin. So I am so eternally grateful. Um, and uh, thank you for teaching me the ropes. I know I, uh, I, I sometimes am pushy, and that's a benefit, I think. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you both so much. And if you're listening to this either live right now or listening on your little podcast later, please share this video with your friends and family. It is so important for them to know about these initiatives and what's going on in the state of California. So share that around. But thank you, Aaron and Greg, for both hopping on today. Thank you.